Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. Thanks for taking a second to listen to this and um, have an opportunity to kind of connect the Sundays together. Um, Brent is here. Good morning. Hey, good, good afternoon. afternoon. I don't know what time it is. And uh, and Bobby Austin's here. How are you, Bobby? Bobby's doing great. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, this morning was staff meeting, and um, we have a good time. You know, we we play a game every every week, and there's usually a well, there's always um, the biggest loser. Uh, every, there's like like everyone's a winner except one person. They're a loser, and uh, today. Uh, Bobby was that loser. So for the first time ever, <laughs> a fitting time. He's happens to be on the podcast, and the consequence is that you have to speak in the third person for the duration of the day. Yeah. So we kind of put two to two together after he had the consequence, <laughs> and so you'll be hearing Bobby in the third person today. We hope instead of being distracting, it will be a sweet aroma to carry you through the entirety <laughs> of this podcast. So we're not, uh, we're uh, Bobby. We're not having you on to share your testimony. You've done that. You've been on with Mary as well. Shared your stories together. You've given us insights of to the uh, refuge student ministry, sixth through twelfth grade. Uh, but what we're having you on right now is to give us an insight into this um, Mama Bear Apologetics class. That's seminar Sunday mornings. That's beginning this Sunday, ten forty-five. We'll meet in Henderson Hall. And I understand there'll be a youth portion of that for 6th through 12th graders. They'll meet in the Refuge House. Uh, so folks have an opportunity to go to the 9 o'clock service, and then uh, the students will go to that class. And then uh, parents and anybody in the church that wants to come uh, can be a part in Henderson Hall for this training. So my, my question is, if you're not a mama and you're not a bear, <laughs> how does this class apply specifically to you? So tell us about the heart of this seminar. Yeah, so really the title is something that uh, Bobby had to get over, Uh, (laughs) just the idea of a book and a study that was specifically geared towards towards women and and mothers. Um, But it, it does a phenomenal job of just outlining the concept of apologetics and really the the authors address it this way just because so much of what's out there is intended for leaders of the home or specifically students and so this one to address as as moms are going through their day and uh, raising up the next generation that they would feel equipped for a lot of those things uh, happening in the world as well Uh, but we really just latched on to the idea, the concept of equipping parents for conversations that they're having with their kids. And so uh, Bobby wanted to do something with the youth where we're going through apologetics. And it's not necessarily a you're conditioned to ask these questions and then respond in this way, um, but really informing this is what is going on in the world. These are these are certain uh, views that people might have. This is words you might have heard, uh, and to really help students understand, this is kind of where the world is at right now. And then the idea of having a companion uh, seminar with parents or anybody else in the church. Uh, but to be able to kind of equip parents for conversations with their students. So their student would be going through something, and then they in turn could 
spend some time uh, discussing that uh, with other parents, with other adults in the church. Um, so Bobby's extremely excited about it. <laughs> something yes, something we've wanted to do as far as a kind of a companion class for students and parents at the same time. Um, looking forward to seeing kind of this get kicked off. Yeah. Now let me ask you. So you've used a word that a lot of people may not understand: apologetics. I thought it was going to be Bobby. Does that mean, yeah, does that mean you're making an apology? You're teaching people to apologize for their faith? When we say apologetics, what are we talking about there? No, that's, so for the longest time, especially Bobby, having grown up in the church, you hear apologetics a lot and you do think, okay, how do do you have a conversation um, from an apologizing mindset? And... That's not necessarily the case. Um, what you're trying to do is equip discussion and how do you uh, frame information in a way that you're... We know that the gospel doesn't need to be defended. The Lord doesn't need to be defended. Um, but what can you do to be trained in how to have how to engage in these conversations with people that might not believe what you believe, uh, not in a way to necessarily even try and convince them, but to equip yourself for those conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apologetics meaning a it's a defense. So even in, you look at church history, second, third century, you got people writing these defenses, a defense of the Christian faith, where uh, false worldviews are offering these attacks against biblical Christianity. And this is the response. This is the defense of what we're hearing. And uh, so the, on the other side, you got this thing called polemics. So polemics is making a proactive attack on false worldviews. It's showing the futility of walking through life without God as the foundation for knowledge and understanding and knowing Him. So apologetics, when you hear apologetics, think a defense of the faith, a winsome defense of the faith, which I think is one of the reasons you're so excited about this material. So would you uh, give us uh, a little bit of hint of some of the topics that this will be covering over uh, the next, how many weeks is this? I know we'll take a little break here and there. Uh, we're going to we're gonna wrap up in, in the middle of May, and so we're going to get through as much of it as we can, uh, you know, allowing for Easter and stuff. But um, it's neat because a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, it's not coming from a place of fear where you're you're clutching your babies close to your chest and trying to keep them protected from the world but you're you're training them this is how you stand this is how you uh, defend your faith this is how you can be informed for some of those specific worldviews that are out there uh, and so there's concepts like chew and spit like were you to be able to uh, when you're in college and you're hearing a bunch of different ideas maybe for the first time you can, uh, filter through those things through the lens of Scripture and what we believe uh, as Christians, and take some of the parts that you think, man, that's that is a good thing, and you can validate some of those things in conversation. But then to say, but ultimately that lands at a place uh, that's contrary to what we believe, and you can articulate why. And so they go into a lot of different things, uh, a lot of isms. Um, but you get the the idea of naturalism and skepticism, postmodernism, moral relativism, feminism, Marxism, and then even uh, as it wraps up, kind of a de, uh, going against progressive Christianity. Uh, and so a lot of these things are when you get into it, 
they're going to be recognizable. You'll you'll hear these things, maybe not attached to those topics, but the students will recognize this stuff and parents will be able to recognize this stuff. And it just helps you kind of sift through some of the stuff that might be a little bit cloudy and to have really uh, equipped, intentional conversations with your students. And then as somebody who is going through this without children, you're going to be navigating this stuff with coworkers, with neighbors, just it's 2022 and we know that these conversations are happening. And so this is a way that you can equip yourself for that conversation that's happening already. One of the components that I do appreciate about this is that you've, you're going to have students talking about these same topics and then you're going to have parents and adults in our church working through these same topics. And I think it's important that just as you said, that we are proactively getting there first. Uh, otherwise, a child that goes off or even an adult for that matter, that hears somebody else speak persuasively. It used to be the big boogeyman of the professor that was going to say something. But now with social media influences and the spirit of the age in, in our schools and other places that students can fall into the stream of these worldviews swept away without ever realizing that they're so far down the current, by the time that they actually hear a, a biblical witness, they're in a different planet. They, they've been so opposed then to the Christian worldview that rather than being able to look at all of them uh, and uh, from, a, from a biblical worldview, they are actually already in that other system. Mm-hmm. They've already, to an extent, become the other mm-hmm. without ever realizing it. So they look back aggressively or, or uh, with, a, with a lack of trust in the biblical worldview. Because social media and their influences that they've had have mm-hmm. been championing these views mm-hmm. without actually articulating the isms, ism components. Uh, what would you say to somebody, Bobby, that looks at their schedule and thinks, hey, you know what, I- I'm going to miss maybe, I'll be out of town maybe one of these a month. So uh, I may only be able to make three quarters of these classes. I don't know if I can commit to being a part of them. What, what would you tell somebody like that that's in that spot? Well, the beauty of it for for students and for uh, anybody else that would be going to the companion course in Henderson Hall, it doesn't necessarily have to build on itself. If you miss one week, you're not going to be behind. There's not going to be homework. Um, but you get to enter into that conversation about that specific topic. And um, I would encourage anybody who could come, even if you just look at your schedule and you think, I can only come to one. I think that one uh, will be worth it. And so I would I would make every effort to be there. I think once you are in there, uh, in conversation, and you realize kind of what this is, it's something that hopefully you'll, uh, you'll battle to be able to come back to um, and engage in in the future. What about the person that's, uh, that's serving on Sunday mornings right now, and they're looking and saying, hey, I don't want to step away from uh, the class that I'm a part of that I'm able to teach and lead and be a part of. Uh, how can they still walk through this? Is this a book you you have a, that they can get a copy of, or how would you recommend somebody like that uh, if they say are serving every other week at the preschool? Yeah. So the beauty of this is because it's going to be based off of this book, Mama Bear Apologetics. We're going to have these books available for uh, parents and other adults who attend that companion class, but then we're going to have some in the office as well. And so even if it's just something that you did at home. Uh, on your own time, but you could be following along the path uh, and certainly be equipping yourself for those things as the other people are doing it on Sunday mornings, certainly. What's something that you would tell uh, somebody that's on the fence of 
kind of getting involved with a, with a class like this, if they've never been a part of this, maybe they're newer to the faith, uh, what's something that, how would you speak to somebody like that? Well, the hope, um, the hope behind this is that it's not going to be lecture-based uh, where you come in and sit uh, and listen, but that it's a discussion. And so you get to bring your unique perspective to it. You get to b- bring uh, maybe your upbringing, some of your um, perspective of some of these other issues, maybe your specific situation where you want to feel equipped for a conversation that you're having when you go home for the holidays, uh, whatever that may look like. And so this is a really, really good on-ramp, easy entry. Um, You just get to show up. Uh, You get to talk with other people who care about these things, Uh, parents who are wanting to lead their kids intentionally, uh, because these conversations are available and there are opportunities for these these conversations, whether you have children or not. And it's one of the neat things about being a church that I'm just thinking of when we do parent-child dedication, that the church body gets to say, well, you know, we're going to be there for this family, for this this baby at that point as they're coming through this church. Um, and so to say, you know what, this is part of equipping myself for serving. This is part of me understanding what our students are going through and what they're hearing. And so there's a lot of takeaways where you might think there's a lot of a lot of things you could convince yourself why you don't need to come or shouldn't come. But man, there's so many good reasons to to faithfully show up 1045 in Henderson Hall and say, okay, I'm not sure what this looks like, but I know I'm going to get here uh, on this Sunday. One of the things that's encouraging to me about this material that you've chosen is that the chapters are of manageable size. There's many of them. Uh, so if somebody's been out of the loop of reading very much, uh, they're going to be able to fill their way back in the water because it's it's a pretty manageable amount to read, to take on. You, uh, they're small enough. You could, you could read it two or three times if you needed to process mm-hmm. it. That way you're able to come to the class, uh, bring some of your backgrounds, but you'll have an understanding of what you're going to have read and then discuss through as you lead those discussions on Sunday morning, right? Yeah, so you can you can come in having a good idea uh, of where the discussion is going to go, and then I'll also uh, Bobby will also <laughs> pump the idea of there's an app called Scribd, and mm-hmm. right now if you have a a subscription to that, I think it's eight dollars a month or something like that. This book is on Scribd, and so if you have that book that subscription then you get to listen to this book for free. And mm. so if you're somebody who spends a lot of time in your car or waiting in pickup lines for kids mm. uh, or just commuting, you can be following along in a way that doesn't feel daunting to have to sit down with a book and read through it. Uh, it might Maybe that's harder for you to follow along and pay attention to sit and read and carve out that time. So you get to do it using this Scribd app, which is a really neat thing to kind of get to offer. So you guys have... Just recently, I guess not too long ago, I don't remember exactly when it was, you guys had done some other apologetics stuff. It seems like this is kind of a thing that is, um, that's obviously important mm-hmm. and um, it's something we're leading, you know, trying to lead people to. Um, what have kind of been some of the like boots on the ground kind of things with, you know, maybe without mentioning names, but some of the things that you've seen kids, you know, students be able to to wrestle with. Um, maybe conversations they've had with people, you know, I'd love to know kind of yeah. what are the, what are the driving forces that you're, you're feeling to kind of, you know, take the, take the charge on leading these things. 
Yeah, so apologetics, we did a, a seminar this summer. Uh, we were able to go up to Tyler uh, for a <coughs> worldview uh, academy type thing where it really would condense probably a lot of the elements of this book into a weekend. Uh, but then what it's also been is neat as a continuation of the church history course that we did in the fall. And for, we had really good turnout of refuge students uh, and then parents really consistently coming to that course. And this is a neat way to get to look back and see historically what has apologetics been, what are the things that they've gone up against. And the reality is it might have a different name, but these are these are things that people, that believers who are holding true to the gospel, they've encountered this since the time of Paul. Um, and so our students, you're getting to have conversations with them where they're talking about the stuff that they're hearing in schools, the stuff that really I would say, Bobby would say, is aggressively predatory in nature, that these are ideas that are not just they're throwing out there. They are coming af- after our students uh, and believers and families. They want to um, prey upon those things. And so we have a lot of parents who have reached out to say, what What are some things, what are some resources that we can that we can inform ourselves of what's going on and so this this really checks a lot of those boxes for where our students are at uh, and what they're encountering at school but then also uh, for parents to say what can we do to not just sit idly by and and watch the framework of our family just get ripped apart mm-hmm well, certainly grateful for y'all's efforts in that and um, really looking forward to this for what it'll do for our, our body and uh, how that'll you know impact us in the discussions we have. Because obviously we're not out there to just like storm the hill and like, right. you know, convince right. everybody of something, but to be able to see that we can engage in conversations about real ideas and real things that we believe and understand and even to have... And equipping to articulate what we have maybe been taught, but maybe haven't been able to put into our own words will be beneficial for us in in many ways. So that'll be exciting. For sure. Uh, Well, this Sunday, we're getting ready, right? Sunday's always coming, and we're always getting ready to to gather again. Um, Brent, we're continuing through Exodus, which has been really... How long have we been in Exodus now? It's like... May. We started in May of 21. So coming up, just a couple months will be a year in Exodus. Yeah. Um, that's really awesome. Um, actually had a, we actually had a guy recently, you know, come to the church and just thank us for how, um, how he, uh, has, he moved here from another country and just expressed his gratefulness that we're preaching through the scriptures faithfully like that. And of course we give glory to the Lord for that, but, uh, what a fruit we've been able to see. So, um, where are we going to be this week and, and what can you kind of give us about that? We'll be finishing off Exodus 18. So 13 through 27, uh, this is the final encounter with Jethro and Moses. Last week we looked at the fact that Jethro was moved to worship the Lord with sacrifice and had fellowship with the elders. And now it looks like Jethro has had some time to kind of observe things, to get the feel of things. So he's heard with his own ears how we could say ministry is going for Moses and Israel and what the Lord has done for them. And now he has a chance to kind of test it with his own eyes and observe mm-hmm. what's happening. And what he sees breaks his heart. He notices that Jethro is working all day, sun up to sundown, 
He sees that the people of Israel are becoming exhausted. They're having to stand uh, the entire time, these huge waiting lines to get these judgments discerned. And Jethro looks at it and he realizes this is not sustainable. You are going to burn yourself out. This is not possible any longer. And it's not good for the people. It's not good for God's people. And so he gives Jethro, his, the father-in-law gives Moses his son-in-law advice. And if you're in a family, you know that may be a touchy subject. <laughs> but what's really insightful, one of my hopes as we walk through this, is the fresh eyes, the winsome words, and the open ears that are all paved the way by a selfless type of love hmm. uh, here. And so I just think it's a beautiful thing that we're going to walk away with this week. There's going to be some challenges that we're all going to face in, in assessing our schedules and the durability of what we're doing. Uh, we'll be challenged in the context of serving. Find a place of service. For some people, that may mean, listen, there may be, uh, you might have to step back from serving in a, in a certain area to focus on just one area instead of 17. For others, that may be the Spirit might use that, and, and I might give an application there of, of find a place to be able to serve. Uh, use your giftings. Be used of the Lord, and, and your choosing to give of wisdom and of energy might be a type of wisdom that Jethro had given to Moses that makes it much more durable uh, and blesses the long-term body. Hmm. So one of the things to me that's so interesting, Stephen and Bobby. Bobby, are you listening? Bobby's locked in. Okay. <laughs> Is that here this setting, there's elders... But he breaks them down in these settings of thousands and hundreds and tens of how they're going to make judgment. That kind of models a lot of how Israel does their business, even as they come into being as a nation. Hmm. That also becomes a part of the shadow that models a part of the early church hmm. as that takes place. And this wisdom is given by a Midianite priest named Jethro, who hmm. had his life changed by all these dominoes that fall back from running away after a, a, uh, running for their life, going to a well, all these things providentially unfolding. That's a deeply encouraging text that I cannot wait to walk in this week. I'm also excited. I know we're going to be having the choir. The choir. Yeah, they're up about every three weeks, and so we'll be up again. And, you know, that's, uh, I've said it before, but it's just always so encouraging, you know, that that's a... Uh, that's just there to help encourage us to sing. And I think that it's it has done that. It's encouraged me to sing. And um, so, yeah, so that'll be there to help us again. Um, I don't know if people noticed last last time, but we had some students up there helping us. Mm -hmm. And um, that invitation is there to them again. Of course, um, we've got seminars starting and those kind of things. So I'm not sure how that all plays out. But we're trying to, to, you know, we've been able to see them. They've, Bobby, it's kind of fun to talk about this with you here. You know, they... We have kind of hoped and and uh, prayed that um, that the refuge ministry would have a band that's mm -hmm. led by students, and that's been the case lately. Mm -hmm. um, with some really mature, talented um, students that are helping to lead in worship on Wednesday nights, and they've also stepped a little bit into leading on Sunday mornings, which is really a cool thing. Part of that discipleship, you know, bringing them into this is your church as well, and. It's not just where the old people worship, but this is all this is all of us. So, um, so that'll be exciting Sunday, and um, yeah, it's always exciting though. I, mm -hmm. I I love to gather on Sunday to to worship the Lord. So, uh, we'll be there for that. And uh, anything else, Bobby? Bobby's pretty much said what he needed to say. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, great. Well, uh, church, we love you. And uh, thanks for, for listening to this. We're praying for you. And, and um, it's a joy uh, to serve and worship the Lord alongside you. We'll see you Sunday. See you then.